What's up guys, welcome back to MMA Casuals, I'm your host Nick Woodley, joined by my co-host Tom Hother, he did a good enough job in the first one, we invited him back for more, it's just the two today, just a dynamic duo, uh, Batman and Robin, but we're both Batman, Tom, Thursday night mate, how are you? Firstly, thanks for having me back, it was good last time and hoping to give another go again, um, I would say, I'll, I'll take Robin for this one, yeah. I'm happy to take Robin. For now, buzzing forward, it's going to be a boss card and got some stuff to talk about. Fantastic, that's what I'd love to hear. Um, Olivera Gaethje in Phoenix, Arizona for UFC 274. Um, as usual, going to run through the main card, um, give our casual opinion, you know, maybe comment on what casuals want to look out for in these fights. Um, we know that the sport is rapidly growing. Um, and we're by no means professionals at all. So keen to talk some shit, kick back a little bit, um, sip on a brew, and enjoy your conversation. How'd you go on your picks in the last one, Tomo? Did you sort of look back and, and have a little listen back to the last one for USC 273, or? I'm not gonna lie, I was gonna bring this up straight away, because uh, it is definitely a casual pick. Because <laughs> it, it was shite, my pick was shite. <laughs> like, for all the viewers that listened, especially my mates, I obviously know fuck all because it didn't go any way that I said it was going to go. I don't think I got one. I don't think I picked one correct. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping this one's going to be a little bit different. But um, yeah, no, how was yours? How did you get on? Yeah, I mean, like everything, I, th- I think I got everything except um, Piotr Jan. But I mean, there was an argument for him winning that fight in the end. Um, but it turned out to be a really wicked card. I think that card in comparison to this one, like... It's a little bit more clear-cut. This this card that we're covering tonight, UFC 274, um, much more diversity. I think there's there's really no certain picks. Every fight on the main card could go one way or the other. Um, at least that's how I see it in my um, disgusting, filthy, casual opinion, of course. Um, you might disagree, but um, yeah, in terms of the picks for the last one, everything went down pretty smoothly. Obviously, Hamza had a smashing fight against Gilbert Burns. Um, Aljamain managed to rip off Piotr Jan um, and it ended up being a, a pretty good night and a really good card so yeah looking forward to this one um, there's a few sort of fan favourite fights um, coming through on this one obviously the first fight we've got is Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lausen um, I mean these guys together have a combined octagon time of like like it's, it's, it's something stupid something ridiculous like these guys have been boys They've been on about 15 UFC cards together. Obviously, they haven't fought each other. Um, but the experience between those two, I mean, it could, could end up being a one-punch knockout really early on, or it could be a really significant fight. Um, you got Shogun Rua versus OSP. That Again, that's another sort of f- fan-favorite one. These guys are both two more veterans. Um, could go either way on that one. You've got Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Um that's going to be an all-out war, you know, that's going to be likely fight of the night, that's where I'm seeing, um, if not, that's sort of the people's main event, you've got Rose Namajunas and Carla Esparza rematch, um, and Rose is absolutely on form, and then of course, you've got Oliveira versus Gaethje, so, stacked card, you've got a few pretty savage fights on the undercards as well, it's actually a pretty long card, I think there's something like 28 fights on the card, um, 28, yeah, Jesus. which is flipping huge for a UFC card, but, um, some really good performances coming up as well. Randy Brown, Chaos Williams, that's one to watch. Um, Brandon Roy, Violin, Matt Schnell. It's going to be a war. Definitely has potential to be fired in the night as well. Um, 
and again, yeah, there's, there's literally like almost 30 fights on this card. So how are you sort of seeing it? I mean, obviously you've done a bit of homework throughout the week, listened to a few podcasts, watched a bit of the embedded and stuff. Who have you got for your sort of fight of the night? To be honest with you, with the main card, there's a few of them. It's going to be a banger, isn't it? Realistically. Like, 100%. Like, like, the main event, Oliveira versus Gaethje, that's going to go off. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> Gaethje's just there to bang, and Oliveira's been putting on a show lately. Even if, even if he's getting uh, knocked down, he's still getting up, and he's putting people away, putting them to sleep or whatnot. And then, Nama Nunes, she's got something to prove against Esparza after last time, especially with the, the way she dominated with the wrestling. Yeah, like she's got she'll have a chip on her shoulder regarding that even though she's come so, such a far away fuck yeah and then Michael Chandler you've seen his last one he he was he was missing the chromosome or something towards the last couple of rounds he was fucking he was getting battered and he had his hands down and yeah I was watching something he said his corner was like he wasn't even listening to his corner yeah his corner was like saying are you there are you listening like he was just in me crazy mode Tony Ferguson let's, we'll come to him in a minute he's mental for the start <laughs> Shogun Rua legend, he's always keen to bang and Cerrone versus Joe Lau's on. Um, I think it's going to be a boss card, to be honest. It's going to be class. Absolutely. And again, like the undercards, huge fights coming up. Definitely potential for upsets on the main cards. Um, I definitely had a lot of difficulty picking this week. Um, but what do you think a casual wants to see? So if you were to sort of sit down this week and to somebody who doesn't really watch the UFC um, or perhaps maybe someone who's seen less than sort of 10 cards or so, What's a, what's a casual looking forward to this week? If casual was watching this, or even was at this event, managed to get tickets somehow, I think when Ceronian starts it off with Joe Lauzon, I think that's going to go mad. I think when he walks out, I think the crowd's going to go crazy. And I think they're going to start it off with like blood, sweat and tears. They're going to go mental. And then and then it's just going to keep progression. And then by the time it gets to Chandler... <laughs> And Ferguson, like, I don't even know what, what to expect. Do you see, see where I'm going with it? It's just yeah. going to keep building and building and building. It's gonna, Arizona's going to go off. It's going to be absolutely mental. And good points, man. I mean, like, from a casual perspective, like, that first fight, like I sort of said, it could, it could go 15, it could go, you know, 15 minutes, it could go 15 seconds. You know, both of these boys are towards the end of their career. Um, and it's going to sort of be leave everything on the table and... and the winner might retire, you know, winner and loser might retire, who knows, um, mm. and then OSP, Shogun, rematch, fuck, I mean, yeah, look, as a casual, this is a hell of a card to sit down to, there's a lot of swanging and banging, there's a lot of technical fighting, um, and something for, for all ages, I guess. <laughs> 100% no, couldn't agree more with you, um, I kind of want the first one to, to hit the mat, to yeah. be honest with you, yeah. with Cerrone and Lausanne both, awesome on the floor I would like to see what happens there just not the whole fight just a little bit yeah. give me a couple of minutes of of um, jiu jitsu on, on the man I'd like to see yeah. how that goes down and it's, it's a fan fight right like if we have a little look into this fight um, again these guys have been like on 15 UFC cards together which is absolutely outrageous I, I think Sony's fight was like back in 2011 2012 maybe and Lausen his, his first fight in the UFC was like 2006 and when you talk about like two guys that like to grapple and wrestle absolutely like you sort of I feel like one of them would like to keep it stand up a little bit more than the other one of them's a bit more explosive on the ground um, but we know how much training these guys have done over the years and how comfortable they are in those sort of situations but talk to me about Cowboy like we haven't sort of seen him 
on the mats for a little while. Um, you know, th- there's not a fight that comes to mind where he's sort of done his wrestling. He did a little bit in the Nico Price fight, um, mm. and a bit to the Pettis fight as well. But that, that you know, those are two that went to decision, um, and that Nico Price fight went to draw, which was then overturned to a no contest. I think because Nico Price got done for smoke and pot, but. Nice. Cowboy on the mats, um, black belt, I believe. Um, yes. And a veteran, so I don't think he's quite as good as Joe on the mats, but what are we looking at here? Do you think it's going to be Cowboy stand-up Joe ground, or is it sort of going to be a mix of both, or do you think they're just ready to go to war? Yeah, I just think because they're both, obviously, back end of the career, legends. I can't see it being too technical, if I'm being honest. I yeah. can see it. Cowboy starts slow. We all know it. And I, I, we all know it. Like Cowboy, if you're listening, sorry, mate, but you start slow. So I just think I think it's gonna be like stand up sort of brawl, maybe a couple of knockdowns. I can't see I can't see anyone shooting. I'd like to see them both hit the floor and see mm. some some funky ninja juice there too. But I can't see it happening. I can see them just standing and banging and trading and then. Yeah, last one standing pretty much yeah and, and it sort of feels like one of those ones like I have a feeling it is gonna go the distance but it's gonna be sort of who wants it more you're right there both at the back mm. end of the career cowboy legend Lausen again absolute veteran been in the sport for over 15 years for everybody both of these guys are for everybody um, and it's got it's surely just a legacy fight like putting these guys on the main cards Donald's not really fight. He knows he's not going to sort of go to the title anymore. He's got his little, you know, cowboy ranch or bad motherfucker ranch or whatever he's calling it, and he's got all his toys in there. So he's set. He's not doing it for coin. You know, this has got to be an absolute legacy fight for him, but he still wants it. Like, often when you see guys at the back end of the career, they're sort of just doing it to, to make ends meet and sort of pay for the... put food on the table and that, all that kind of stuff. But Cowboy still wants to fight. Um, mm. But if you look back at his last five fights, you know... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good, does he? Yeah, he's got you know one draw that turned to a no no contest, and then four losses. Um, going back to like twenty nineteen, you know, um, but he has been a lot more active than 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 mm-hmm. Joe Lawson. I mean, although he Joe's coming off a win in like twenty nineteen off a good knockout of Jonathan Pierce. Um, before that, there was like a string of losses from my memory. Um, but the competition hasn't been as stiff as Cowboy. So, I mean, like, going into this, do you think Cowboy takes, um, you know, takes sort of, makes him more comfortable that Joe's not as big of a name as your Nico Price's, your Anthony Pettis, your Conor McGregor's, your Tony Ferguson's? I think it's obviously going to help, isn't it? Because he's, if you look at Cowboy's resume, it's fucking mental. Mm. Like, from um, Alex Hernandez, Alec Winter, Ferguson, Gaethje, McGregor, Pettis, Nico Price, and then Alex Morano. Like, he's literally gone up against the best, and he's took he took a year out for this, took mm. his time, and then he moved his fight camp up to Vegas as well. Um, yeah. Which normally he just fights out the ranch, and he That's moved true. just he, he lives in his car. He's living in his caravan outside <laughs> of the um, PI. He's yeah. fucking mental. So, it's all not one take caravan. It's one of them motorized. Yeah. yeah. He's he's minted, so yeah. the TV's a lot on there. It's like a limo. <laughs> Limo, yeah, it's, yeah, boat. I don't know. It's it's it takes about nine car parks. <laughs> yeah. Dana White must be few. <laughs> um, but I think I think he's took a year out to the side because every time he's, he's lost his last well last handful, mm. everyone's like, is that him? 
it's like yeah. done and, and to be fair if you're fighting that must really get to you yeah. every single time it's like you it's like you it's like you you were like fucking hell give me a chance yeah. do you know what I mean so I think he's took a year out and he's come back he's done something different he seemed a little bit emotional when he was doing his interviews talking about his kid watching him and stuff like that yeah. I think he's going to um, he's I think he he's going to put this all on the line and, and he was actually talking about him and um, Joe I don't know if you've seen this on Embedded but they were supposed to just fight an, um, just a normal fight night and yeah. they, text, they text Dana White and Sony was like nah come on we're two legends he put um, Joe Lozon in the text message to both of them <laughs> and, and text Dana White saying come on we'll do this we'll do this and that and then Cowboy said he was waiting for days for a reply from Dana White didn't get anything and he was just like shit what we're done here <laughs> and then he just got two way contracts in the mail apparently <laughs> sound yeah. yeah, he's probably out of reception you know yeah, too shit. far away from a city or in this fucking bomb shelter <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, man, I mean, they've both fought a lot of competitors in the lightweight division. And, and sort of going back to my point, I think Donald not having that stress of like fighting someone that is hot shit, you know, like fighting a guy with a record like Joe Lawson is going to be a lot more comforting for him going into this as opposed to fighting your fucking Conor McGregor's, your Justin Gaethje's, your Anthony Pettis's, your Tony Ferguson's, like, all these guys who have all the hype in the world and everybody's talking up, like, that can't be exactly comforting for a fighter knowing that you have to fight the next up-and-coming guy, you know? Um, mm. So, yeah, and in terms of the takedowns, I, th- I think, again, like, Joe, probably more explosive on the ground. Um, if he can sort of maybe wound Cerrone early and, and snatch a neck or snatch an arm or snatch a foot even... You know, um, it's not like that's unheard of. And I, I, I personally think that Donald, you know, again, black belt, but he's going to want to sort of want to stand and bang. Um, he does have some yeah. good grappling, and maybe if he builds up enough steam to score the first two rounds and coast the third, um, then that's going to be it. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the, in terms of the takedowns and stuff, it's going to be probably Joe Lawson's ability to successfully complete takedowns and take him, take him down to the ground, or... Donald's, you know, ability to to snuff the takedowns and keep it as a striking match. So, um, yeah, hell of a fight. Looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I've been a fan, fan of Cerrone for years. I think if you're not, you know, then you're even more of a casual than we are, uh, <laughs> if that's possible. Uh, but who are we going for here? Do you reckon Cowboy's going to get it done or do you reckon J. Lau's going to pull this one out of the bag? Um, I think I think Cowboy. I think he... Um, I think with... His last couple, he's he's gone different. He's took time off. He's and he knows that if this doesn't work out for him, like it's actually game over. Like he's calling it a day. I'm mm. tired and mm. and he's joint. I'd correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's joint with a few other record holders. One being Oliveira, maybe on one of them. Yeah. And he was saying that he wants to edge over Oliveira before he even gets the fight. Uh, on the card, he was like, "Well, I'm gonna fight first, so I'll get there first sort of thing. So. <laughs> I just think, yeah, he said, um, Joe Larson's submission, he hasn't, he hasn't submitted people for a long while, it's mainly in the early UFCs in his career, mm. so um, I'm going to go Cowboy. And you reckon it goes the distance, or you reckon he pulls the finish out of the bag? No, nah, I'm going to say it's going to go the distance, yeah. they're both a little bit older, punches are a little bit softer, I'm going to say yeah. distance. Yeah. And and again, oh, like yeah. if, if Cowboy can build up that steam, dude, and, and get a good start, and put some good combos together and, and use his grappling and take down defense, then sweet. You know, he might have a, mm. it could be a really good fight. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a war, obviously. Um, 
but I'm going, yeah, I'll probably go cowboy decision as well. Although Joe has every ability to finish Donald and, and again, snatch a neck or an arm for a choke, um, or rear naked, or um, end up on top in a, strangle, uh, in a scramble and sort of TKO ground and pound. But yeah, I reckon... I have a feeling, I just got a weird feeling about this one, that Cowboy's going to put on an impressive performance. And, yeah, um, I'm and hoping so as well. Yeah, Like, he deserves it, don't he? Yeah. After there's like six, five or six losses in a row. Yeah. Like, he ain't, Cowboy ain't going out like that. Yeah. Like, it's not happening. Yeah, agreed. Well, that's off to a good start. We don't often agree on the same one first off the bat. <laughs> that's usually just Steve throwing a spanner in the works. Yeah. Wherever well, he Steve's is. Steve's not here today, so. Yeah. <laughs> He's out, <laughs> out running some kind of crazy marathon or... Swimming from New Zealand to Australia, or <laughs> doing Survivor, or uh, nin- Ninja Warrior, or <laughs> just being a crazy Irish. Um, not going to say it. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving up now. So we've got the um, OSP, or Oven St. Preux, um, versus Mauricio Shogun Rua. Um, rematch. Um, obviously, the first one, Shogun got KO'd with a pretty interesting backpedaling OSP um, in the first fight and copped the left hook that was then made famous with an absolute banger of an internet meme where someone throws a skateboard into the octagon if you're listening <laughs> pause the podcast all you have to do is google um, OSP Shogun Rua skateboard meme and it'll come up and to be fair that thing is edited magnificently it looks like he trips on a skateboard um, and then gets caught with the left hook so yeah <laughs> um, this, this fight obviously Coming into this OSP, 25 wins, 16 losses. Shogun, I think he's about 22 and 12 or something. Um, both coming off a knockout loss. Um, this one, again, it's sort of this age versus legacy thing. These guys have been around for a long time. Um, and, and sort of keen to see what you think here. 205, they haven't been contenders in the division for a while. But again, it's another one of those fan favorite fights. Um, people that have been watching for a long time. After watching Cowboy fight, you got OSP fighting Shogun. I mean, fuck, what more could you ask for if you're a long-time fan of the yeah. sport? But What do you reckon about this one? Do you reckon Shogun's going to get catch that weird cheeky left hook again, or uh, do you think he's going to get the job done? Um, I don't, I'm, actually quite, I'm, I'm on the fence here, to be honest with you, because they're both... What was it? Uh, St. Cruz is 39, Shogun's mm. 40, he's a bit older... Mm. And I've always been a fan of Shogun. To be fair, I think, I think he, I think if he does this one, that obviously I'm hoping he'll probably call it a day from there. He yeah. hasn't fought for two years, and it's not great fighting too old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think Shogun could potentially take this one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a really interesting fight. I think, <laughs> like the the reach advantage and the height advantage advantage for OSP. Like he, he doesn't, he is quite big for the division. But he doesn't always feel like it. Like he sort of seems a little bit timid in his fights, and he doesn't like getting punched, and he reacts quite a bit. Whereas the way that Shogun trains, man, this guy's hard sparring like four out of seven yeah. fucking nights of the week, and the, and the count's like, what do you say, forty years old? Yeah. Like the way that he trains, um, he trains like a monster. I think that he probably wants it a little bit more. I'm not convinced that OSP still is hungry, um, as opposed to like you look at the Cowboy and Lazen fight. Those guys both still want to be here, and they want to fight for legacy. Um, but yeah, OSP's coming off two two KOs. Jamal Hill knocked him the fuck out, mm. um, and Tanabosa did a good job as well. So yeah, I don't think he's as mongrel as Shogun, um, and I'm sure Shogun wants to get that win back. Um, but at the same time, look, you're, you're hard sparring four out of seven nights a week. You've you've had what almost forty fights in your career in MMA. He's been in some absolute fucking wars. 
um, and he's probably a little bit deteriorated. So who knows? It could it could end up with OSP catching a a weird left hook again, um, or if someone actually does throw a skateboard or some kind of <laughs> bicycle or other <laughs> means of transport into the ring, then then fucking who knows? But yeah. So you're going OSP knockout, or do you think it's going to go the distance? Or I am. Um, I'll just have a little look there, and OSP's fights a heavyweight as well. Does he not? Yep. So he's dropping down to a light heavyweight for this. Yeah, so he's been. I think he's been fighting at... Because um, Tanner Bose is a heavyweight, and then he yeah. fought Jamal Hill at light heavyweight, so he's coming back down for this one. So he's coming back down. And he's at 89 as well, dropping weight and stuff. Mm. Um, nah, I'm going to go I'm gonna with my heart. My, yeah. my head's saying OSP, but my heart's saying Shogun, just to, mm. just because I want Cerrone and Shogun to start us off. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Two absolute legends. With the combi- combined age of, like, Four UFC fighters. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. I, I like it. I think yeah. I think Shogun's probably hungrier. Um, he probably wants it more. I've, I, for the last couple of fights where I've seen OSP, even the win against Alonzo Manafield, like he didn't look great. Like he kind of looked surprised when he injured him, and then yeah. went for the finish. Like I was sort of, um, yeah. Like he, he he doesn't look like he wants to be in these wars and stuff. Whereas yeah, Shogun's head down, swing it fucking send it whatever happens happens mm-hmm. if I get caught I get caught um, and yeah he did a tough quick round against Paul Craig and got knocked the fuck out um, but he's, he's you know he's had more success in his last five so yeah I think you might be onto something it could be a slugfest for 15 or um, Shogun could, could catch catch him early and get it back so yeah I'm sort of on the fence with this one but as a filthy casual, mate, you love to see some swanging and banging and some people go to sleep yeah. cold. So, mate, <laughs> lock it in. Shogun KO round two. And I think you're sort of going the same. Boom. Competitive division, though. It's good to see that light heavyweight's still getting some love. Um, yeah, 100%. Because it sort of is one that's a little bit stagnant at the moment. Not that either of these guys, you would think, are going to make their way back to a title shot. But good to see some of those smaller big boys in there. All right. The people's main event, Michael Chandler and uh, El Kukui, the fucking boogeyman, Tony Ferguson, the cringest man in the UFC. Um, Where the fuck are we going to start on this one? There's so much to talk about for this one. You know, a casual probably looks at Tony Ferguson and goes, he's the guy with the wings on his back and who throws lots of elbows and does dodge rolls in the ring, right? Mm. And I'd say, yeah, absolutely. First of all, it's an octagon. Don't ever fucking talk to me like that again. (laughs) Second of all, yeah, that's the guy. Um, and Chandler, I mean, look, he's he's here for a for a good time, not a long time, and, and depending on what attitude who takes in this fight, um, could definitely change the outcome. I think which version of each of these fighters we get is is going to determine what fight we kind of get. Like it could be Michael Chandler wrestling for three rounds and going off the blueprint that Benil Dariush and Oliveira set up, or it could be Michael Chandler that fought Justin Gaethje. You know going in there and, and just wants to be bloody and be bruised and be battered and then Tony slices him up with elbows and does all mm. kinds of weird shit to to try and get him out of there but talk to me I'm interested to see what you sort of say but this one I can hear you typing away in the background there trying to get the inside scoop I just wanted to make sure I know who they've all had in the past especially because I'm not too sure many battle pro fighters yeah. for um, Michael Chandler but Jesus Christ the, him and Gaethje was a war man fucking it was an absolute war, especially any hair Gage in the first round. I know Gage yeah. was smiling, but he's he's not human from yeah. the start. Yeah. <laughs> he isn't, is he? He's just absolutely he's, mental. He's some kind of demon, I reckon, from an, from another universe, you know. He's crazy, but I see a lot of similarities for Gage and Chandler. Mm. Oh, 100%. Like, 
the way they bang and they're both great wrestlers and mm. if you if Chandler is has got a lot of similarities to Gaethje like and Gaethje pieced the fuck up Ferguson like yeah. I I wanted that stopped earlier because yeah. he was just getting whacked left yeah. right and centre so it's yeah. kind of I can't kind of see it going in the same way. Like, what's sure. Ferguson gonna do differently? That's mm-hmm. gonna like he's, he's not gonna shoot. And if he does shoot, I think I think um, Chandler stuffs it. Like, to be honest with you, I, unless he the Ferguson we know is when we don't know what he's about to do next. Yeah, and he just does crazy shit. Yeah, and he just throws elbows, knees, and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I just I can't see. I can't see that happening. I've. I was a be- if I was a betting man, which if anyone's listening to me and wants to bet, do not fucking listen to me <laughs> at all. I'm so shit. But, but I will I will go for him, um, Chandler. To be fair for this one, I just think I think he's gonna piece him up, and I think Ferguson it's game over. Plus, I'm not really a fan of him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's sort of one of those guys that's like he's got a baseball and some fucking gloves and sunglasses on at side of the press conference, and it's like you look at that and you're like. Dude, that is so cringe. But that's just who he is as a person, man. Like, you look at fucking everybody else who has, like, a, a shtick or a persona. Like, I don't know, like, Cejudo and, and fucking Colby Covington and stuff. They do it, but then you know that's them putting on an act. With Tony, he's just just fucking weird. That's a great analogy. <laughs> like, he's fucking weird. He's, he's sort of just like that kid who got bullied at school and, and never really just sort of grew out of it and then started fighting to to prove a point he's just like a, a nerd from way back that he's killed people man oh yeah no he's 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 buried bodies somewhere in mexico and yeah vowed never to talk about it again you know he's fucking mental i'm like i for me i like him being weird and getting in all the fighters heads and when he was getting khabib's head love all that big yeah. fan big fan but when he starts like making the um press <laughs> feel like shit <laughs> like do you remember that one where the, one of the guys in the crowd was like listen there's one of props to you because you know i know you suffering from a lot of mental health and you smashed it so well done like it's, you're like a like someone to look up to yeah and things went fuck you next question i was like <laughs> and then he was like I, I was actually praising you he goes fuck you next question i was like what What's this guy's deal? And he said something else. I was saying to you today, wasn't I? You said something else to. Yeah, it's like with the armbar with Oliveira. He's like, I thought of my son who hyperflexed his arm <laughs> a couple of you know weeks before the fight, and I just thought of him and, and thought he doesn't you know my son didn't whatever, so I'm not gonna tap, and Jesus wouldn't tap or something Je- along Jesus, the lines. Jesus didn't tap on the cross, he said, <laughs> and I was like, well, he, he was kind of nailed to it. So, not, yeah, I mean, I'm sure if he could have, he definitely would have, you know. Like, I just I don't understand his and. Uh, and someone said, "Oh, we we heard you were joking, saying Michael Chandler's Dana's fucking oh, um, yeah. chosen fighter or whatnot." Yeah. And then, and then the guy's laughing, and then Ferguson goes, "You think that's funny? Because I don't." <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, mate! Like, and then Ch- in Chandler's interview, he said it might be the funniest thing that anybody's ever said at a press conference. So yeah, I mean, Tony Ferguson is one of those guys who I feel would lie to your face but lie so well that he begins to believe the lie himself yeah. and believe that that shit's sort of actually happening. You know how you meet people like that? And it's like, this guy's so high in his own fucking supply. I have, I have friends like that. It's yeah. class. Yeah. Are you actually believing what you're saying right now? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I was there. Pretty sure it didn't happen. But. 
No, he's and the worst thing is Chandler's class. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I rate him. He's such a nice guy. Like he adopts kids. Can we yeah. just leave that there? Yeah. Anyone who adopts kids is sound. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's like and he's like you don't see him going back and forth with people. People have said stuff to him and he smiles and goes mm. not but respect. Yeah. And then Tony Ferguson wears baseball gloves and glasses. Like and it's <laughs> breaks his leg trying to moonwalk with sunglasses on inside and then trips over a camera cable and doesn't called, fight for he called Dana White Dana White a drug dealer yeah today like I was <laughs> oh, gee, I don't want to worry. but then again it's funny some of it's entertaining yeah yeah. I just I just think not that he's past it because how old is he how old is he he'd be like 37 38 maybe good guess that yeah yeah He's 38, 25 and 6. Yeah. Jeez. Let's, have a look. Let's go through some of his credentials. So, Ben Hill obviously got dominated. Yeah. Charles Oliveira, dominated. Gaethje, dominated. They're three big dominations. Yeah. Cerrone, that was a good fight. Yeah, that was, I think it was a doctor's stoppage where he just fucked his it, eye up. Like, it was, real bad. Because he tried to blow out of his nose, but... Um, oh, cor- corner stoppage, maybe? It was, yeah. No, it was a doctor that oh, yeah. did it, but in the corner, so probably you're right. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Cowboy was coming back in that fight. And then Anthony Pettis battering him. Um, Kevin Lee, yeah. It, go, it goes on and on. He's fought, like, Barboza, who else is an absolute legend. Uh, RDA. Yeah. Like, Michael Johnson. He got beat by Michael Johnson. But do you know what I mean? He's been there, he's been around. Yeah. If Chandler beats him, where's he going to go? Yeah. Like, if you look at the, the lightweight division, he's going to have to drop down, down. And then, he's, yeah. then he starts being a fucking gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, even at the... He was talking about, like, what makes him happy and, like, he's always been forced to make lightweight and, you know, could he fight at 170 and shit, but, yeah. I mean, in terms of credential, he's got it, man. He's fought the who's who's and... Mm. that The last fight against Darius, I mean, that's the most impressive Darius has ever looked. So, it could be yeah. one of those situations where that was his... The best fight is his career and you look back in a couple of years and go, yeah, well... Darius bet Ferguson convincingly, but then went on a two-fight, three-fight losing streak or whatever. Um, but he did look super impressive. I, I don't think Tony healed his arm or his leg from, you know, in that time from snapping it before the Khabib fight and then from popping his arm against Charles and then Darius fucked his ankle. But, I mean, Tony has these excuses. Like, he again, he's so firm on his beliefs and he's so convinced that he's the greatest of all time and Hall of Famer and could hold the belt and he's had the interim title and stuff like he's so sold on himself that he's convinced himself that those losses were freak events you know yeah and you can't mock someone's hustle like that like yeah you can be like you're a fucking weird cunt but when he (laughs) believes in himself so much to the point of where he's going to fight someone like michael chandler like he doesn't have to take this fight bro they're both coming off a loss he could have easily fought someone outside of the top 10 and and got an easy or well easier fight but props to him like he's you know he's put his losses down to whatever they're in the past um and although he sort of does sound a little bit bipolar that's tony ferguson dude that's him in a nutshell um and he's always exciting to watch but yeah he has been dominated in his last three and gaichi 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 beat the fucking piss out of him that was yeah like yeah like dominate a bad nick Bad. It wasn't just mess. No messing around. He got yeah. beat up. Yeah. In all of them dominated in every single way. Yeah. Like, it, no wonder he went off the map for a little bit again. Yeah. Makes sense. Like three of them back to back. Just and and Chandler's. He's coming off t- two losses. Yeah. 
Oliveira, he was winning that round. Obviously, dominated, dropped him. Mm. Uh, I think he just got too com- confident in yeah. his hands. And yeah. was like, oh. same as fucking Dustin. He was like, oh, this is sound, this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, oh, I'm just knocking him down for fun. And then fucking Oliveira just turns. Snaps his, back, yeah. Takes his fucking glasses off and turns into Superman. Just starts yeah. fucking doing crazy it's, stuff. There's something in the water in Brazil, bro. Like, it's... It's fucking. It's like Glover Teixeira as well. Like he doesn't start fighting until he gets knocked out, you know, like, yeah. and then get back up. So it's like it's yeah. I don't know, but in this fight, like, which, which Michael Chandler are we going to see? Do you think we're going to see what we've seen in his last sort of couple of fights, where he just goes straight in off the mark and just goes and hunts a finish in the first round, or is he going to sort of pace it after being in such a disgusting war with Gaethje? Is he going to sort of? take care of his last couple of brain cells and wrestle and try and score points and, and try and, you know, which which channel do you think we're going to get coming into this? No, I think, I think we'll get more of a cool, calm, collected channel, I think, because his corner would have been fuming with him, like not listening to him, hands down, his mouth was wide open, blood was just dripping out. I get he was trying to prove a point that he's a fucking legend and his nails, which we, we all have seen now, so mm. fair one to him, win or lose, awesome fights. I just... I think he's going to slow it down against uh, Tony because Tony's got the cardio and he, he's, he's fucking he's got cardio for days mm-hmm. I think he's going to slow it down I think he's going to try and pick him off a little bit Yeah. because uh, you could see in, in his last one uh, Tony was hands down swinging from the hip up a, a yeah. lot of the stages and just like you don't really see that from him like even when he was against Hooker he was taking his time Yeah, yeah he yeah. was like he was setting up the shots against fucking against Gaethje he was literally <laughs> swinging from the hip so I think he's going to Sit, sit down on his punches a little bit more yeah. um, I, I think he's going to I don't know if he's going to stop him because uh, I don't know, yeah. Mexicans are fucking tough dude you look at you look at the Mexicans that fight like Brennan Marino man that guy in that first Figueroa fight took an absolute beating mm. you know agreed I think it's going to be I think it might go the distance yeah. personally I think it'll go the distance but it's going to go uh, Chandler and Tony's going to get caught up again. He's going to get beat up again. Shit. And, and what is, on the other hand, like, what does Tony have to do to win? I'd say, I'd say kick his legs. Mm. Kick his legs. Take his legs from under him and do weird stuff. Try and get in close with elbows or whatnot. Imanari roll, something. Just, yeah. like, make, you want them to be like, what, what, what are you going to do now? because yeah. like, we don't when we're watching him sometimes back in the day we didn't know what he was going to do like, yeah. what's he, he yeah, going to throw exactly. what's he going to try but like against um, Gaethje we were just watching because Gaethje pulled him into his fight yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean he's so and, good at doing that too yeah and same with Oliveira so it's it's. I think it's best game plan wins Personally. I would agree yeah yeah. and look Tony's, Tony's brought back some of his old coaching staff and you know he's made it he feels more comfortable so he says and He's more mentally prepared and his body's physically ready, but yeah, I, I think Tony leg kicking maybe. I mean, he hasn't had great success. He sort of doesn't move his head off the center line when he does throw mm-hmm. his leg kicks. And Chandler's jab is so fucking explosive that if he sees that coming and Tony's not moving his head, bang! You know, it takes one punch from Chandler. He's probably, you know, he probably punches just as hard as Gaethje, if not harder. Um, and his fucking right cross is so savagely straight, man. Mm-hmm. If he just does like a shuffle into that and just connects yeah like Tony's never been knocked out cold obviously he had the stoppage against Gaethje and he sort of gave up because his head was the size of a melon but mm-hmm. I think Chandler hitting with that right cross is something else and if he doesn't move his head off the centre line but in saying that 
look, I, to answer my own question, Tony loves a scrappy dogfight. He loves these tumbly fucking situations where he can scramble out of and sink in a Darce or an Anaconda. Um, and I think if he can get Chandler tired, fuck, that, that's anybody's game. Um, and that lead elbow, that, that front channel is so open because Chandler stands so wide. You know, he's got quite a, a, a low guard as well and his hands do drop like you said. That uppercut that Gaethje dropped him with was straight up the middle. And if Tony can recreate that with a lead elbow or knees or, or anything, and you know, then, yeah, absolutely an argument for Tony to win. Steve just texted me and he said, make sure that you say I'm backing Tony Ferguson. He, sent me, he literally sent me the... Uh, Did he send me the same message? Yeah. I think he, said, he said, give Tony a shout out. So, Tony, if you're listening, Steve thinks you're going to win. <laughs> now, listen... I couldn't agree with you more, um, especially with the wide stance that Chandler had against Oliveira. Um, Tony needs to whack his legs, mm-hmm. take that away from him, and when his hands down on wide stance, and there's opportunities there if Ferguson decided to shoot, it's not a bad opportunity there for him to shoot. Yeah. But he's best game plan wins hands down. Yeah. Whose chin do you think is better after fighting Gaethje? Um. Fucking great question. You'd have to say, even though he got stopped, Ferguson, because how many times? No one else has done that to him, right? Yeah, and Chandler, but Chandler got dropped on his ass like bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm, his lights were out, right, for at least like a second and a half. Yeah, he got rocked for, yeah. and it, he set up so well as well with the left hook. Yeah. He got you through a left hook and then he just clipped Chandler's head and then yeah. he went to throw it again. Yeah. And then he went to block it and it went straight up the middle with the because it was fucking yeah. class. Yeah, so this is what I mean about this card, man. Like, this fight could go either way. Like, fuck. I, I just, for, for the sake of the fight, like, yeah, as a casual, I want to see Chandler come in there and fucking send it and Tony to do all these cool spinning moves and, and Minari rolls and try and grab a leg or a fucking choke or a dance or an anaconda or whatever but yeah I mean I think we're going to see a more mature Michael Chandler I think we're going to see an exhausted Tony Ferguson it's been a while he's he's, he's, emo- he's an emotional guy he's in his head mm. um, as much as he does back himself yeah I'm, I'm locking in Michael Chandler decision sorry Steve sorry El Kukui please don't come out from <laughs> under my closet with a fucking machete in a, you know. he's, he's mental and he went, he's <sighs> I don't know. Like I like him, but I don't. I don't like him. And we'll move on to someone else. We could talk about him all day. He just. I was watching his video, and I was like, at one stage, I was like, oh, he sounds quite sound there. And then he just made the reporter sound like a tit in yeah. the space of like three seconds. Yeah. A reporter was speak. He was. A reporter asked him a question. He answered the question. The reporter went to speaking. Went. Hold up, bro. I'm talking. I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, so, I'm all about the people and the mental health, and I love media weeks, and but don't ask me that fucking question. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? All right, let's move it on. Let's move it on here. Um, fuck, another rematch on the card. Absolute banger as well. So much maturity. Eight years since they fought the first time. Rose, Thug Rose, Namajunas, champion uh, versus Carla Esparza. Not too sure of her rank. Um, didn't actually check that one out, but um, Esparza coming off some good wins. Um, last five from five. Obviously, Rose um, last five from six, so... Yeah, fuck. This this to me is just screams mental confidence battle and who can who can you know start stronger and carry the momentum into the next rounds. Both of these girls are you know they've been around for a while. Um, Rose's record isn't as, as polished as Carla. She's had a few more fights, but 
it's to me it's it's mental and I think Rose paired up with Trevor Whitman he's done a great job with her um, and her husband as much as I don't like that sort of situation personally like they, they do do a good job and when you see them in the corner they bounce off each other really well and if they can carry that confidence from scoring the first two rounds up then I think Rose will go you know maybe it'll go 50-45 on the judges scorecard at the end but if Carla can sort of dampen that confidence and score a couple of rounds maybe rounds one and three it's going to make it really tough for Rose but um, what do you think what like how are you seeing this when you flick me a message this afternoon going okay Carla, expi- Carla Spice is actually low-key kind of a beast <laughs> yeah I was just I was doing my research today and read the diligence and I was just watching some of her fights and a lot of the people that she's beaten stopped they were all they all had um they were unbeaten. Some of them were unbeaten. Yeah. Three or f- two or three of them were unbeaten. Yeah. And and Carla put put a stop to them pretty much. Yeah. Um, she's ranked third. I just had a little look then. Oh, she ranked okay. third, um, just behind the uh, Whaley. Um, and I watched. I rewatched the, the first fight, and Jesus Christ, she got dominated. Yeah. Like, and Rose admitted that she quit in that fight because. The choke wasn't really on to start with. Yeah. It was it was chin and mouth, mm. and then she kind of lifts her head up a little bit, and yeah, it's kind of when you know. Yeah. Um, so she can get under the chin, but yeah, I think they both they've gone different directions. Rose has just fucking took off, and she's she looks so much better. Fuck yeah. So much better, and she keeps getting better, getting better, like. I don't think it, I know Carla's saying she's a better wrestler than she was then, but I just can't see it. To be honest with you, I can't see it. Yeah. Doing I can't see Rose letting her do the exact same thing, as because fool me one shame on you, innit? Yeah. Just can't see that happening. Would you reckon? Yeah, I mean, man, like the only question that you have to ask me is like, who's improved in the last eight years the most? Mm. You look at the you look at both these fighters. Yeah, Carla again was getting to that point of where she sort of was becoming a gatekeeper for the division and she sort of wasn't getting too much momentum and decision wins like it's good to obviously get a win on the board but when you're winning by decision it's like especially as in those divisions it's, it's a little bit stagnant like it's sort of just the status quo and but she's done well to build up a good you know a bit of steam and, and come off a good KO um, her last fight so yeah in terms of who's improved most of the last eight years again going back to the coaching having Trevor Whitman on her side, fucking having Gaethje, having Usman in her corner, you know, not in her corner, but um, as a training partners as well. Not that they're going to train with her because Jesus Christ, but um, <laughs> giving her pointers, tips and tricks and just having the, that sort of energy around her has got to be so beneficial for her. Um, and I think she's finally comfortable in her own skin. Uh, but saying that, if Carla comes out and dominates her first two rounds with good, better wrestling than, you know, maybe a bit more strength in her, then that could, that could be a tough night at the office for Rose but um, I don't think that Carla can hang with Rose I think Rose's striking is going to dominate the fight uh, to the point where she's going to hurt her maybe drag her to the ground in a scramble and then sink in a rear naked choke just to say fuck you <laughs> wouldn't that be class uh, that, that's what I'm picking honestly I, I think, I think, think? I think Rose is going to get it by, by submission um, Carla's a tough tough chick um, and she's had battles in her, her last you know five or six fights but yeah, I think Rose is due for a finish after going five with Whaley the last time she was out and looking fantastic doing it. I think Whaley's a better wrestler than Carla, and Rose managed to out-wrestle her in some of those rounds. So, yeah, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if Rose goes for submission. Um, as long as she goes first, I think 
as long as she's the one building steam and you know building confidence i think that's what a lot of this comes down to but um yeah level changes faints that's what i got written down here speed and footwork fuck her footwork is fantastic tom it's yeah holy shit she's so light on her feet so good to watch like just the way she bounces in and out and faints and you know bobs the head and like fakes a level change and then strikes and that kick which she delivered to Wei Li was like no wow. no wind up no wind up whatsoever snap quicker it's, than a jab you know it's like weird it was yeah. front leg as well as a left yeah. leg front leg and it came straight up yeah and not moved but a leg and it just took it it was it was I think I had to keep watching it back and back and back I was like yeah. shit yeah that was mental yeah and beautiful to watch so it was beautiful um, to watch on the other side again yeah Carla's improved she's had some good decisions she's stopped. Um, Jan in her last fight she had a good fight with Marina Rodriguez who was a good up and comer um, Watterson I guess Rose knock, who Rose knocked out and then Alexa Grasso as well she was impressive she was on a good streak stopped them um, and she definitely has that ability to to dig deep you know it's a five round fight let's not forget that uh, she hasn't done that for a while but if she gets good momentum then it could be her fight but I'm going Rose submission um, I think she's due a bit of a finish then I think she's going to look really good in this fight I'm going to go Rose TKO. Ooh. Yeah, punches TKO. Ooh. Just fast hands, bum, 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 yeah. bum. Yeah. Build on, build on yeah. them, and then stack up damage over the first three. Could be a late finish, yeah? Yeah, I can absolutely see that, that happening mm. as well. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question. You're probably getting tired of answering, but in this fight, what's a casual looking at here? Are we just looking at a swang and bang, or are we just going to be impressed by the technicality of Rose or Carla's wrestling or what's going to be a key takeaway for casuals here for casuals you're either going to love this or you're going to hate it so you're going to love it if it goes Rose's way and they're standing and banging and she's mixing up and kicking and and um, pushing Esparza against the fence for a casual if you watch this and it goes Esparza's way you ain't going to enjoy it because she's going to get taken down she's going to get held down and it's going to be ground and palm and it's going to be scruffy and then they're going to get back up and it's going to go the exact same way. <laughs> and some of my friends at home that don't watch the UFC say, why are they cuddling on the floor? It's just, <laughs> it does my head. And so it, it's only going to go one of the ways. It's either, you're either going to absolutely love this one or you're going to be like, and this is, if you're watching this at a pub, this could be one of the fights where you go to the bar and get a beer. <laughs> if it goes as far as this way. Because that's all it's going to do. It's going to take down and she's going to try, try and wear it out. Uh, absolutely. And, Good points, man. I, I agree with you. I think, yeah, from a casual perspective, you want to see fast knockouts and high pace and high octane and America and freedom and, you know, all that shit. But um, it's, do you think it does them justice having such a banger before them? Do you think you've got some really good fights and then, you know, again, this one could go the distance and after watching Chandler and Ferguson fight shit, I mean, it could be grab yourself a beer and grab your mate one as well. Yeah, agreed. I think they've, they've put this in the correct order and you want to... And I want to see Rose second as well because mm. technically she's awesome. So it's 100%. I like seeing her the main events or co-main events because they're that good in that in that division as well. So it's in the right spot. Absolutely. All right, here we are, main event. Charles Oliveira, the champion, defending his belt for the third time. Sorry, second time, but uh, against Justin the highlight Gaethje. Fuck, what a banger. Unpopular opinion before we start. Gaethje knocks him out in the first round. Conor McGregor comes back to fight Gaethje in December. Boom. Pencil. 
How's that for a casual opinion? <laughs> that is fucking, you just done straight in. No foreplay, you've gone straight in with Conor McGregor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just wanted to be able to tag him in the podcast so um, <laughs> so I can get some uh, some red panty views, you know. Um, no, but all seriousness in this one, you've got Charles, Charlie Olives coming in, 32 wins, 8 losses, 1 no contest. Justin Gaethje, 23-3. and three. Um, Not much between him and height. Oliveira's got a 4-inch reach on him. Um, last five, obviously choked out Poirier in impressive fashion last time he was out. Um, had a rough start, as we sort of mentioned before, and then dominated him in round two, um, and then managed to make Poirier quit in the third. Um, coming off a cheeky KO where he weathered the storm of Chandler, um, and then caught him with a beautiful check left hook, um, and then mauled Ferguson before that. Gaethje coming off a pretty, you know, fucking impressive win over Chandler. Um, had some really impressive moments, dropped him, tagged him his takedown defense was fucking incredible um and then obviously before that coming off the loss to Khabib which sort of Gaethje put down to his change in tactic and his change in game plan he was moving backwards um he was more reserved he let Khabib advance which is something that he's never done in his 26 fights so um that's what he's sort of put that loss down to but let's kick into it I mean Oliveira is going to get hit he's going to get hit a lot um, and Gaethje on paper, you know, you think would punch harder than Poirier and Chan- Well, I don't know about Chandler, but um, you think if Gaethje connects, he's not going to stop. If if you want to try and hit Gaethje, he's going to hit you back twice as hard. Mm, agreed. I don't Just... think, you know, you, you're, on paper you wouldn't think Oliveira can stand and bang with Gaethje. But then again, we said the same thing with fucking Poirier and we said the same thing with Chandler, didn't we? We did. And that, this this is why it's called MMA casuals and not MMA professionals. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's dive into this. Gaethje hits him and connects hard. Mm. He ain't got a chin no more, Oliveira. Is he? He's mm. going. He's going down. Yeah, mm. but his recovery is good. Yeah, he's he he seems to go down, come back, and then win the fight. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's a, it's a weird situation, but does it? Do they hit as hard as Gaethje hits? No. I think Gaethje hits, and Khabib said he hits the hardest as well. I could be wrong. No, I'm hungry. No, he did. Khabib, Khabib said that, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. He said he hits harder than that. Wait, let me just call him. I'll just check my messages. Yeah, just, <coughs> I'll just text him now. Yeah, I'll just Facebook him. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what he said, yes. Yeah, I thought it was. He, um, but, there's the thing. I just rewatched it again before I jumped on here, because I wanted to... Oliveira, he he starts off moving forward and he's dead straight up and he he's got his his checking leg out and he's like moving forward like ready to check them kicks and he he's tall and he's long so long and then he well legs up to check he's using it to teep oh yeah at, at the same time and I think I was shocked when he fought Poirier um Oliveira this is he was teeping him and teeping him and teeping yeah. him and I was yeah. like. They're really hurting. Like I can see his body, like, like killing over, and I was yeah. like, like that's fucking, that's, that's a real big tool he's got there. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he's it's like that classic Muay Thai, right? Like he's not heavy on the lead leg, like that's his stance. Heavy on the back foot, light on the front foot, so he can just shoot that leg out and teep, and teep, and then head kick before you know it, you know. Um, and that's gonna if he can neutralize one of Gaethje's main weapons with the leg kick then he's you know he's gonna have a 
good success and for Gaethje to kick that front leg he's going to have to time it really well or go across the front leg and go straight for the back leg well Gaethje when he kicks kicks on the inside don't he mm. he's in the pocket and he'll kick you in the pocket mm. but he crouches down when he kicks head down so he doesn't take a shot yeah. that's what that's, that's what you you got to watch out for isn't it when, you, when, you, when you're kicking legs you've got to watch out you don't catch something in the head yeah yeah, what happens when you crouch into a Muay Thai fighter? I think <laughs> knees, uh, uppercuts, and a Thai clinch. Yeah. Yeah. I think is what I'm be concerned for for um, Gaethje is when he's in that pocket and he's doing his thing, he's banging. I think with them fucking spider arms, he's gonna reach over and grab him, mm. and it could be a situation of getting Muay Thai clinched. Yeah. Uh, clinch knees. Clinch knees into. Drag to defense to Darsh, Anaconda, yeah, anything yeah. from from that position the way he pulls you down or just yeah. guillotine. That's a concern, and then Gaethje goes out like that's how it's gonna go. This ain't going all the way. It's either Gaethje knocks him out, sparks him, or Oliveira. I'm gonna say subs him. Hmm. I know everyone's gonna think that, but I can't see him getting his back. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah, hundred percent. His hips, he got like lower hips, and he's quick. He, he scrambles well, but when they're like leaning forward and holding on to each other, he's always got them long arms. He slides that arm through for an anaconda because that's one of his favorite subs as well. Yeah, I just think it's there. I think that's a slight concern for me. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think all really good points for a for a filthy casual. You know, <laughs> um, the. The nick attack's definitely on when Gaethje moves his head. He's just strong. He's he's whatever the wrestling credentials are. He's yeah, agree. He's not going to be able to take his back like he did with Dustin Poirier. Um, albeit that Poirier was worn out and pretty battered by then, but Justin Gaethje's gas tank is good enough. His takedown defense is fucking superb. I don't think he gets enough credit for the way that he is so technical with his wrestling defense. He uses that so well. It's it's almost a weapon, you know. Um, obviously against Khabib a little bit different again he was moving backwards he wasn't sort of standing centre and stuff um, but if Charles can maybe snatch a neck you know and those what... exchanges where he sort of does bob down and throw those giant overhands the, <laughs> the only question for me is like how many shots from Gaethje can he take because you can't walk at Gaethje and try and take his neck you're going to have to do it while you're taking two or three punches you know yeah that's because you're fucking right there he's not gonna if he's in the pocket and he's gonna get one of them things done see Gaethje's swinging at the same time and yeah. Gaethje's got one of the most outputs in the UFC oh, so 100% I, his cardio is fucking incredible I've seen it before it was like 7 strikes per I can't remember the actual factor mm. 7 strikes per something and he was just whacking people left right and centre yeah. so and his striking just getting so good and his footwork's good as well with the way yeah. He, oh yeah because he's it's not just his quick hands he moves and shuffles his feet forward so quick yeah. that he's in range and that's why a lot of the times his shots break people because yeah. he uses things like his left hook to like to pull people in range yeah. um, and he uses it uses his left hand he opens palms sometimes with his left hook and he pulls you down yeah. pulls you into his right hand so he can yeah. knock you out his Trevor Whitman's just have you seen the footwork as well from Rose Nama Nunes oh, and yeah. Cameron Roseman yeah. You see them bouncing back and forth. I think that sort of thing. I think because Pore is not as quick on his feet, nowhere mm. near. Mm. And I, th- I honestly think Gaethje can get in and throw that right hand. I've got a feeling because let's be honest, Oliveira could have got. I thought it was close to getting stopped against 
um, Chandler. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he. If he didn't pull guard, Chandler that, would be the like. Well, you know, would have would taken the belt. Yeah. He yeah. literally, when his head was down and he was getting whacked, I was yeah. like, "That's it." Yeah. Because it, it's over. Yeah. Exactly what Chandler did to, <clears throat> unfortunately, Dan Hooker. You know. Hundred percent. Exact blue. same. Pulled him onto the right hand. That straight right of fucking Michael Chandler. God, I'm sucking him off. Jack's gonna tell me I'm sucking him off. Um, nice. <laughs> but onto that right hand and dropped him and then just grabbed the head and pounded him and then Charles somehow from the, the dark dark depths of his being just went on his back and pulled guard and yeah, I don't think he's not going to be able to do that against Gaethje though he'll be asleep before he hits the ground yeah I, that's the, that, I think that's going to be the difference here between the Poirier fight and the Chandler fight like they rocked him but if you connect if Justin connects that right hand I think it's going to be I think He's either gonna, he could end up with a left hook. To be mm. honest with you, he's been throwing that left hook off that leg kick as well. Yeah. Like it's, oh, he whips it's, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pulls he whips it for the shoulder here. Yeah. yeah. Whips it straight over, so he could he could stop him with a left hook as well. Mm. I think it'll be a two, it'll be a combination, but it'll be two punches that catch him clean. Mm. It'll be right hand left hook or left hook right hand, mm. and it's gonna he's gonna go to sleep. Yeah. He's gonna fall down and then he'll stiff legs. Yeah. <laughs> straight on the floor and then get you to be champion. Oh, oh, oh. Gaethje uh, gets um, put to sleep. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't really know where Gaethje's jiu-jitsu is at. I was just looking then for them casuals out there because I was Googling. I actually Googled on my phone, to, like, what belt is Justin Gaethje? Does he train jiu-jitsu? <laughs> Obviously he does because he's in the UFC. Um, but I was just curious to see if he's ever pulled off a sub. So I've got some yeah, He's got a rear there. naked on his uh, record back going back to 2012. Yeah, he's got <laughs> rear naked against Sam Young in 2012. And then his amateur career, he's whipped in two arm bars back to back in 2009. But like, I, a lot of stuff I was searching online was like, Gaethje admits he's got no ground game or whatever. So <laughs> I was like, fair. But I'm just, well. Oliver is so good at like grabbing necks and from different positions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I think this is... Yeah. I, I really doubt this goes the distance, but it could be one of those fights that somehow does, and it's a huge war for 25 minutes. And But I don't think Charles can stand with Gaethje for that long. I, I have a feeling Gaethje's cardio is a lot better. Um, and he just... He's so... he You know, he's really sold on himself. He believes in himself. He uses the cardio as a weapon, um, along with his other two weapons, which is, you know, mm. punching and kicking. <laughs> But yeah, Charles definitely has more tools in the toolbox. But Justin's fuck. If you just if he gets, I have a feeling, Charlie Oliver, Charlie Oliver is going to try and stand with him and teep teep teep, you know, yeah. stop the leg kicks. Justin gets inside, scoots him around the side of the octagon and just pulls him onto that right hand, just like he did with James Vick, you know, which was yeah. a beautiful knockout. Folded him. Yeah, doesn't even catch him flush as well with the right hand. Yeah. That's how strong he is. Yeah, that's how powerful he is. I think Oliveira is gonna throw some kicks as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Oliveira was saying on his social media, he was like, all he's got is a right hand, a left hook, and a kick. Mm. I'll tell you something, Charles. That's all he fucking needs, <laughs> <laughs> mate. <laughs> what do you fucking... think Mike Tyson was the heavyweight champion of the world yeah. for fucking six years? Like, what do you think he had? You know, it just he only needs them. Peekaboo, things. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Fuck, Floyd Mayweather's a jab and a shoulder roll, and he's the best to ever do it. Like, what do you mean? He's fucking yeah. So I, th- I think they're gonna be watching for that right hand all night though. They're yeah, watching for it, watching for it. But yeah. Gaethje's so quick. 
he'll catch him. My prediction, Gaethje stoppage, and I'm saying early. Yeah. I'm saying first round. Yeah. Maybe I, I, yeah. one of the first exchanges. True. And yeah, I mean... Gaethje's going to yeah. walk forward, and he's just going to... As the feeling out, he'll try and teep and try and teep, and Gaethje will just run. I'm, I'm, there's no video, but I'm like using my hands. He'll dance to one side, <laughs> and he'll throw right hand over the top. And I think he's just going to fucking stun him. Yeah. Whew. I like it. It's got big fight feels, man. I think, yeah, Gaethje's about to take the belt from him, but more than more than a huge argument for Charlie to wrap up a Darce or an Anaconda when you know when he goes in, or he stuns him. You know, he, he does catch him with a with a high kick or a a jab down the middle or an uppercut or a knee, and then manages to scramble and, and take a neck. But yeah, so you go and Justin run one knockout. Not a bad shout. I'm going Justin inside three, um, but. Look, I like Charles. I've counted him out in his last two fights. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, we are counting him out now. And we I did the last one and the yeah, time before yeah. and the time before. Yeah. So, what if he wins? Fuck. Well, you, there's going to be start. You're starting to have different conversations, and he's got the most submissions in the UFC. He's he's creeping up to most fights. You know, he's put together one hell of a fucking win streak as well. So, if he can do Gaethje, look, give him Islam. And fucking let's, cause let's be honest, that that's that's the fight to make after this, you know. Uh, whilst Benil does deserve a shot, I think Makachev being more active is, and that that's that's the fight that everybody's scared of. You know, no one wants to take on Makachev as a champion. You don't have a choice. And stylistically, from my disgustingly casual opinion, I think that is such a technical fight. You know, mm. Islam's like Khabib, but better striking, a little bit more well-rounded, perhaps. Um, and Charles is, has the tools probably more than anybody else in the division, maybe minus Dariush, to to take out Islam. So, yeah, that'll be good. But going back to my um, casual opinion there, Justin Gaethje knocks him out, and then Conor McGregor pops his head up and goes... Do you think he's coming back? Ah, shit, I don't get paid enough. Jack is going to this. <laughs> Conor McGregor coming back. Imagine he comes back. And him and Gaethje, that is a privilege to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, 100%. I mean, like, Dustin, if he can get a couple of wins on his record, run that back with Gaethje, and then he fights Conor for the belt. Like, I don't know. I don't know. How do we finish on Conor McGregor? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. I think that's us. It's been, it's been a beautiful hour. I don't know how that breeze passed so quickly, but thank you to everyone who's listened in the last little while. Um, it's an absolute treat for us to sort of just do this and have a bit of a, a laugh and talk some shit and... We've had people approach us in the gym and give us some cool feedback. So thanks to all the MTI boys. Tom, you've obviously got your English lads across the side of the world. Um, you know, Steve has Ireland back in him, and, and it's, it's a really cool thing for us to do. So thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. Feel free to get at us and take the piss out of our comments, and, um, you know, we'll dial you into the next one. But, yeah, anything before we sign off, Tom? I know it's getting late. Uh, no any comments any abuse please send them our way we love to hear it any feedback is good feedback any publicity is good publicity um, thanks for having me again I look forward to doing the next one with you absolute treat brother take care of yourself guys to all you filthy casuals out there stay casual peace